Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Charlene Hunter-James, your host for this podcast. In case you haven't seen the commercial, Census 2020 is here. People are beginning to receive their census forms. This is typically an easy process. You can submit those forms via mail, online, or by phone. When you respond to the census, you help ensure your community gets its fair share of hundreds of millions of dollars in federal funds. By using Census Bureau statistics, community planners can get a better idea of where older Americans live and how close they are to the services they need. Some of these services may benefit the person you care for daily as a caregiver. In this edition of our Prepare to Care podcast, we welcome Rebecca Briscoe. She is a partnership coordinator for the 2020 Census. She's joining us to tell us all about the census and why it is so important that we get counted. Also, what they are doing to ensure everyone is counted during our current COVID-19 situation. Coming up on Prepare to Care. Welcome, Ms. Briscoe. Um, please tell us about the implications of COVID-19 on census participation. We are following as a federal agency the CDC guidelines. If there's any other additional information, those requests will have to be submitted in writing to our headquarters PIO. Okay. So what are some of the major concerns in regards to COVID-19 that um, people may have regarding the census uh, count? As I mentioned, we are, as a federal agency, we are following the guidance under CDC. But what I can share, some of the challenges that I have heard in the field, especially in the aging and disability community, is... Safety. Is this form safe? Is it secure? And most importantly, what is the census? What is the census? Um, And I'm going to make it very relative because I have a two-year-old son and I have um, a babysitter who's 77 years old. And she was like, I didn't know they still do that census. I thought it was a scam when I got in the mail. And so that was a teachable moment for her where I had to educate her that, you know, that we were faced with a major disaster from Hurricane Harvey. Getting that count is going to make sure we get our fair share in our community if there are any other disasters. When you take your husband to the doctor and he is treated, most of the funds from Medicare come from census data. Those potholes that you want to get rid of on your neighborhood street, well, guess what? Census data has an impact on infrastructure and our roads. So those are things that um, I make relative um, to that community. And also my parents, they are in that um, community as well. And is it safe? So it was so safe that I was able to, assist and just help them complete the form online in less than six minutes because it just asks basic questions. 
Um, okay. It does not. It does not ask um, for your social security number. It does not ask about your banking information. And most importantly, it does not report information to any other federal agencies. And when I go back in reference to speaking about the aging community, is that they are serious caretakers. As a former educator, many of my grandparents were parents to the children. So we want to educate them as well to let them know if you are responsible for your grandchild more than usual, six months plus one or six months in a day, we want to make sure that that grandchild is captured in your household because they are spending most of their time there. We want to make sure that those additional resources that these families are so dependent on, they're able to get those for the next 10 years. Okay, that's very uh, valuable information. Um, So for those individuals where there might be census workers that are going door to door, um, tell me what would be the identifiable information that they would have so that persons opening their doors would feel relatively comfortable that this is an official person capturing census data. First of all, I want to share, we have ongoing surveys that happen 365 days out of the year. And one of the ones that are like the long form is American Community Survey. So I I don't want people to to just feel that there's just one um, survey that's going around um, so that they are aware. But for the decennial census, which happens every 10 years, they will come after um, most of the self-response. So that's when we've given um, the community a timeline from um, May 13th to about um, the end of July to self-spawn via the telephone or the Internet or snail mail. That is when we're going to send out the enumerators or the door knockers. That is going to be sometime um, after that. So I want to make sure that in the summertime, that's when you're going to see a lot of the numerators for the decennial census. What are they going to have that you will recognize them? They are going to have a bag that says U.S. Census. They are going to have a vehicle where they are going to have written marked material on the vehicle to let you know that they are handling federal business under the Census Bureau. They will have a badge, which is identifiable of them as well. And they will also have a handheld device where they will capture your information. I also want to reiterate, when that information is captured, the data will be transferred immediately into a database. So it is not like the information will be captured from Sarah Brown on 123 Molly Drive. The information of the housing unit will be immediately captured in that database so it cannot be retrieved. Talk a little further about why it's important of counting everyone in the household, especially where there are family caregivers. We want to make sure everyone is counted because by having an accurate count, that means communities are able to receive the valuable services. And so an example that I would like to share is if there's a census track or an area where maybe 
you know, 500 people were counted, but there were actually 25,000 people there. Well, guess what? When it comes for housing vouchers, when it comes for the light-up program, when it comes for having so many teachers per students in a classroom or even putting a stoplight at a major intersection, what are they going to do to forecast? They're going to look at those census numbers. So that means they would only provide services for 500 people instead of 25,000 people that they estimate live in that census coverage area or census tract. We've heard that the Census Bureau is hiring. Tell us a little bit about um, how that process works and what positions are available for people to apply. When you do apply, according to your zip code, that is how you will be called under that office. And from that zip code, you would be given a caseload in your community. So it's not like you would be on one side of town and you would be enumerating on another side of town. It would be in close proximity of your residence that you put on the application. Um, We're we're constantly building our applicant pool. Um, Last week was the last day, but I've been told that, hey, they're still accepting applications online. So if we're looking at Harris County, the pay rate is up to $24.50 an hour, paid weekly, plus mileage. And also, if you are receiving benefits, the state has signed a waiver that you can work for the Census Bureau and still receive those benefits such as SNAP and TANF. So it will not interfere with those benefits. For those homebound older adults who might need assistance with completing the census form, what should they do? They should utilize the telephone. We have um, the telephone where they can call from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they can call that number, and they can actually help them complete that census over the phone in up to 13 different languages. Okay. All right, that's great information. Are you looking for any particular types of individuals to apply to work uh, with the Census Bureau? We are encouraging encouraging everyone to apply. Okay. We are encouraging everyone to apply. Okay. So just give us a few examples of the types of questions that would be included on a census form. Okay, very good. So it is going to, of course, ask your name. Um, It is going to ask for a phone number, and the phone number is asked for quality control if there's any questions or concerns or duplicates and so forth. It's also going to ask um, the name of the people who live in the residence. And it's going to also ask the relationship to pretty much the head of household. Um, It's going Mm -hmm. to ask if you rent or own your home. It is going to ask all of the ages of the people who reside in the household. So those are um, the basic questions that they are going Mm -hmm. to ask um, the respondents. Okay. And what happens if people don't participate in the census? How much money do communities stand to lose? Well, I I can't tell you on a statistical measure based on census data, but studies have shown under George Washington University that each person in Texas is $1,500 
and if they are missed, you just multiply that by 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that is according to George Washington University's study. Say that again so people understand the importance of participating. Yes. Um, the state <laughs> of Texas, for the state of Texas, a study was done under George Washington University where each person or the respondent is calculated to $1,500. So if they don't respond, you would multiply $1,500 times 10 times. 10 years, because that would be an impact for 10 years. There's something caregivers and the public should watch out uh, for, like census fraud? Of course, of course. And and to keep up to date with our information is to simply go on our website. It's to view the commercials. There are commercials um, in about those 13 different languages now that are going on nationally because we are in the motivational phase. We are motivating everyone in the nation to self-respond. Okay. And how long do we have to complete the census form? You have until now, presently, until the end of July. July 2020. Well, thank you. That's about all the time we have. But before we go, what's your last piece of advice for our caregivers listening today? If you want your community that you serve to have a voice, let's be counted because the impact of today is going to affect everything down the road for tomorrow. And if there is any additional questions, please go on our website www.2020census.gov, and it can definitely answer any additional questions. And if you so choose to apply for a job, you can do so online on the portal. You've just heard from Rebecca Briscoe with the census. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. For more information regarding the census, dial 1-800-923-8282. That number again is 1-800-923-8282. As always, if you thought this podcast was helpful or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org slash Houston P.T. Take our Prepare to Care podcast survey to help us improve future episodes or find other caregiving planning and local resources to help you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.